Hi, and welcome to the Lonely Triathlete. I am the Lonely Triathlete, Todd Sauter. I want to give a quick shout out to Jackson, Michigan, for being the first person to drop me a line a couple weeks ago. First listener email, Jax. Woo! It was exciting, and I was very interested to hear about your triathlon experience. So keep up the hard work. Hope you have a great year of training and racing. So, pain. Pain. I heard uh, a podcast uh, last week where a very popular and prominent endurance athlete was asked the question, which was, what is your relationship with pain? And I listened with great interest because I've always wrestled with this myself. My friends and family would ask me, why do you do this? It doesn't look painful. You're always sweating. You're always working out. It's always hard. You know, why do you do this? I would never want to do that. I hate being in pain. I can't stand you know, suffering. And so it's a great, great question. Um, it got me, got me to thinking about the different types of pain that we as endurance athletes uh, suffer. We have injury pain, not good, but there are many forms of uh, and intensities of discomfort like muscle fatigue, that, that pain in the chest, like a lung heaviness when you're working super, super hard, uh, the feeling of low energy, heat buildup, even like mental fatigue, which can lead to discouraging thoughts. And we all interpret this pain or discomfort in many different ways. But no one actually likes it, do they? I mean, other than you know, like masochists or people who actually enjoy pain. I don't know any of those people. I've seen them on movies. And I've read about them in my abnormal psychology texts back in the day. But I don't know. If I think we, in hindsight, we can relish that we survived pain or we pushed through discomfort and we feel pride in that. But in the moment, do we ever actually enjoy the feeling of suffering? I don't know. Maybe. I have a memory of chasing a friend on the bike trip. Uh, I think we were in Oregon, maybe Washington State. But I do remember it was the summer and there was a heat wave. And last I heard the temperature was 112 Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but I'll, it is hot. Probably too hot to be biking. Certainly too hot to be biking up a mountain. But this friend of mine had just taken, a, taken off ahead of us he was probably a mile or two ahead of us up the mountain. And someone said, Todd, I bet you can't catch him. And I took, I took the challenge. I said, okay, I could catch this guy. So I dialed in and I settled into this rhythm of climbing this mountain. And I had a constant stream of sweat coming down my face, landing on my handlebars. My leg muscles were burning like they were just drifting like soaked in acid. The muscles were screaming and burning. My heart rate was at extremely high level. My low back was tired and sore and my breath was coming in, you know, deep, steady gulps. And this pain, this discomfort, the suffering had set in. And I remember in those moments, I probably endured that level of suffering for at least 45 minutes to try to catch this guy. And I felt an overwhelming sense of, um, of 
motivation. It was like, it's like the pain I was experiencing, the discomfort of the exertion was showing me some sort of a barrier. And I knew that it was a physical limit and a mental limit. But if I could just sit inside that cloud of discomfort, then I knew I'd achieved my goal, or I suspected very strongly that I could catch my friend and beat him up the mountain. It was this, this sense of deep discomfort was a signal that I'd reached the proper level of, of exertion to, to do my best. And I believed that if I did my best, I could actually catch my rival. But upon reflection on all this, it actually goes much deeper than that. It was like there was a challenge that my eye was placing against myself. And the challenge came in form of questions um, that I would pose to myself, which was, could I endure this suffering long enough to catch my friend? Would I quit? Did I have enough of whatever to persevere? Did I have enough strength of character? Did I have enough um, motivation? Did I have enough ability to stick with this suffering? And would I look back on this moment, look back on this period of suffering with regret if I quit? Or would I look back on it with pride if I was able to persevere? Oh, and by the way, I closed that gap over 45 minutes, uh, but I did not win the race to the top. My buddy beat me to the top by probably 10 meters, 30 feet. Brutal, so close. But, you know, this moment occurred 15 years ago. And it was in that experience that I came to a sense of my relationship to pain. And I, I've come to understand that it's the sensation, which is a marker for me, of appropriate effort to achieve my goals. And it gave me an indication that I was in the range of doing my best, being my best. And if I was going to win or lose, at least I gave it my best. And there's no way I was going to achieve a personal record or beat the person in front of me or, you know, be extremely competitive unless I was in this cloud of suffering, right? That was my marker. And then secondarily, I knew that if I could persevere in this cloud of pain and this discomfort, then win or lose, I knew I could be proud that I endured this suffering, which was necessary to give me a chance to do my best on that day. But at the same time, it also seemed to me that it, it, it marked a false barrier or, or at least a dynamic barrier. So I'll put it this way. I considered that my body was giving me a warning that I could not go much further, much harder, much faster, that it just wasn't possible, that at some point I would collapse and give up. But through experience, I knew that wasn't true. Uh, just last month, I was running a 10-kilometer road race. And at the last kilometer, my suffering was at its maximum. I believed if I went much harder, I think that I would physically collapse and quit. 
so I held myself back a little bit. In this cloud of suffering, I thought I knew where the limit was. But in the last 100 to 200 meters, I somehow managed to outsprint two people to the finish line. Like, think about that. I sprinted at the end of 40 minutes of absolute, we're actually 45 minutes of absolute suffering. I somehow was able to go even further into that suffering than I even thought was possible. And I remember as I was in the last 100 meters, I, was, I felt like I was outside my body thinking, this is very fast. This is way faster than I thought that I could accomplish at this stage of the race. I may vomit, but who cares? I can't feel my legs. It doesn't feel like I'm injuring them, but I hope I don't fall. And I probably won't, but I wasn't entirely sure. And the pain is almost over and it will be worth it. So there, there absolutely was a limit somewhere. There, there had to have been a physical limit somewhere in that realm of pain, but I had not reached it yet. So this warning to slow down or this, or this belief that, that you're right about to cross this limit, it just turned out to be not true. So my relationship with pain and suffering is that I get a false or a premature sense that I'm nearing my limit. So I need to keep searching for it. I've got room in that suffering to search for it. And, you know, having said that, <laughs> finding this limit is uh, way easier said than done. Right? As endurance athletes, the pain of exertion, really, it comes with a sport. And many would argue it is 90% of the sport. Whoever can endure their pain for longer wins all other skills and abilities being equal, which is rarely the case, except at the highest levels of competition. And it's so strange because I'd always thought that humans try to avoid pain, right? No one likes pain, but turns out for me at least, pain is just a signal and it's open to interpretation. And your response to your pain, my response to my pain affects our performance, either positively or negatively. I heard a quote uh, a long time ago, which I love, which is, um, you won't know what your limits are if you don't look for them, right? It's true. Unless you push yourself to actual physical, physical collapse, you don't know what your physical limits are. Unless you push yourself to mental collapse, you don't know where your mental limits are. And it's this competition with myself to see how close I can get to my limit which allows me to endure through this pain because that limit is in the pain. Somewhere in that suffering is a limit. And it's just, it's curiosity maybe that propels me to find it, Com competition. Uh, it, it's complex, obviously, but that's my relationship to pain. It's a signal. It's a signal that I'm reaching a limit. I haven't reached the limit yet, so I keep searching for it. So. There you go. And the thing that's blown me away in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years of training and racing is that just like you can train your body, which I think is so cool, you could train your body, your muscles, your cardiovascular system, um, oxygen delivery, all that great stuff. You can train that to go further and faster. 
so much further and faster than you ever thought you could go. But you can also train your mind to endure pain in achievement of this goal of going further and faster. It's like another realm of training, this mental training, getting used to suffering and being able to push yourself further and further in that suffering. I find it all so fascinating. So we all have some, some relationship to pain. That's my relationship to pain. I wonder what yours is. So if you care to share, go ahead and email me at thelonelytriathlete at gmail.com. Until next time, get sweaty, enter that, that state of discomfort, and say hi to that friend. Pain. Hey.